How's it going, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Hot Gamers Only, the show dedicated to bringing you all the latest and greatest topics in gaming. My name is Kyle, and I'll be your host for tonight. On today's episode, we're going to be talking Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. This episode's going to contain full spoilers of the whole main story of Xenoblade DE. We're not really going to go into Future Connected too much. We'll talk about it briefly, but oh, this is just going to focus mostly on the main story. If you want to hear our first impressions on the game, check out episode 12, where we talk up to... We talk about our first impressions and also, I believe, to either the start of Chapter 10 or the end of Chapter 10. I don't remember which, but if you've made it past Prison Island, then you're good to go listen to that spoiler-free. Uh, today, I'm joined by the co-host with the co-most. It's Hunter. How's it going? Oh, I'm just swell. Excited to talk about this. Happy to hear that, dude. Happy to hear that. I'm also joined by our fearless leader himself, Ethan. How's it going? <laughs> Yo guys, how's it going? Happy to be here. Happy to talk about Xenoblade Chronicles for the Nintendo Switch. What a game, dude. What a game. <laughs> you got no comment? That, was, that wasn't even sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I don't know. Last time I hosted a spoiler cast, you kind of took over and did the plugs, so I thought you'd do that again. Oh, uh, yeah, this is a... <laughs> <don't have> <laughs> okay. okay, yeah, okay, cool, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, this is Hot Gamers Only. Every week we come to you and talk to you about everything that's hot in the world of gaming. We go uh, up every Monday at around about 5pm UK time, 12 Eastern. Uh, and then every t- so often we do spoiler casts and other random off-peak uh, podcasts that will go up on a random weekday, which we never really plan out. Uh, you can get the show on podcast services around the world. You can get us on iTunes, Spotify, whatever you want, SoundCloud and YouTube as well. Um, if you can go over to YouTube and hit us with a sub, we'd really appreciate it. Go to bit.ly slash the giggers. That's bit.ly slash the giggers and go and subscribe. We'd really, really appreciate it. Like Kyle said, this is a spoiler cast. So if you've not played the game, get the fuck out and back to you, Kyle. All right. Thank you. Thank you for the plugs. I wasn't sure how to do those. And also, oh, you you're, just so, to it. you're just so good at it, dude. It's like you've got it all memorized. I don't, I don't even really think. His just, brain you know, is a like, steel what? trap of yeah, self-promotion. Like, We've done like 14, 15 of these by now. You just get used to it. Yeah. <laughs> One day I'll get it. One day I'll get it. All right. So uh, we did talk. Um, re- we talked about this on episode 12, but real quick, just as a refresher, um, before we get into actual like spoiler discussions on the game, what are all of our experiences with Xenoblade as a franchise? Hunter? I played Xenoblade 2, and now I have played Xenoblade 1. And that's nice. it. Nice. Ethan? I have played Xenoblade 2, and then I played Torna. Uh, I played both of them on release, so I played 2 on release, then played Torna on release, and then we've gone back to play 1 now. Nice, nice. And I have played every Xeno game in existence, except yeah. for Xenosaga 3. Because yeah, you it's didn't, You it's didn't finish expensive. X. You didn't finish X. I still played it. I didn't you say I finished played. all of them. I said I played them. Mm-hmm. Listen to the I words. I just want people. To, I just want to get people to not. I want people to have the right impression. All right, fine. You want me to get specific? Oh, please do. Pan out that time. Here we go. Beaten <laughs> Xenoblade One, Xenoblade Two, Torna, Xenogears, and then I've played Xenosaga One, and I own Xenosaga Two, and I've also played like half of Xenoblade X. Oh, there we go. Wonderful. There we go. Thank you. Thank you for that. Is that is that good enough for you, Ethan? Oh, that's good enough for me. Dude. Your credentials oh, have been me. verified. Good. Anything to please Ethan. It's what we're here for. 
Exactly, exactly. He signs the paychecks. <laughs> I wish I signed the paychecks. Uh, I wish there were paychecks. Oh, that was so nice, <laughs> Amen, dude. dude, amen. One day, we can oh. dream. Alrighty. So, who wants to talk yeah. about that story? Um, where do we start? That's the thing. Where do we start? At the beginning. I've got the Wikipedia page up now, dude. Where we start? <laughs> Paragraph one. Well, we could either start at the beginning Paragraph or one. pick up where in after where we were beforehand. But maybe since okay. it's a spoiler cast, we should just go from the beginning, since you know someone We've clicking got on this. Nothing to lose. We can go yeah. a lot more in depth with this. So yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Just knock yourself out. Knock yourselves out, Hunter. Oh, how how were you feeling on? on the story uh overall i liked it quite a bit um i liked the first half more than the second half if i'm being honest i felt like interesting i don't know something kind of dipped in the middle of the game i guess and it brought it back by the end though so that was cool okay yeah (laughs) oh is it me now ethan oh hi uh i think this story's all right it's pretty good um I'm not going to lie and say that I like it over Xenoblade 2. I don't. But I have reasons, which I brought up in the first impressions, and those reasons still stay. But um, I'm the opposite of Hunter. I I liked the second half more than the first half, um, mainly because the second half was less predictable after playing Xenoblade 2. So there you go. But yeah, it's it's a decent story. I can see why people like it. So what what were some of the standout points to you in the story? I know, like, second half is where a lot of the story starts to pick up really, really fast. So, like, what were some things that just clicked with you in that part? Well, in the second half? Yeah, um, or just, like, in general. Eggle as a character was probably what clicked with the second half of me, mm. was Eggle's a really good and well-developed character that kind of brought much-needed light on Mekonis itself and just the story in general. Um, I don't know. It was just he was really well done, and yeah, I kind is. of I liked the whole Maconis chapter of the game. Like it's not very long. I should probably say both me and Hunter beat both beat the game in about thirty hours. So yeah, um, we got through it. Yeah, in about half the time that people said we would. Yeah, <laughs> which is interesting. But no, that that short time on Maconis is. Uh, story-wise, very interesting. Gameplay-wise, uh, it leaves a bit to be desired. Uh, Button Valley and all that. <laughs> Button but... pushing for days. Yeah, Button Valley. Um, but no, in terms of story, I just liked the whole idea. I liked um, the the city, the, the the desolate city at the top, and I liked this whole story that McConnell's kind of had. And then, like Hunter says, it does kind of dip near the end. Like It goes back to your classic JRPG. It was kind of toward the middle that like the time in between Prison Island and like Makanas. Like, oh yeah, but that's not too long. It's just crossing the um the sword. Sword Valley. Yeah. 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 But no, um it kind of just goes into generic, hey, we're a JRPG, you know, the classic of, hey, here's God, go kill God <laughs> real quick. Um which, you know, it's fine, but it's nothing special. Yeah. Hmm. How about you, Hunter? How are you? What were some big moments for you in the story? Um, I figured it was going to happen, but when Shulk got shot towards the end, I was like, oh. <laughs> Alright. 
cool. And then Zanza's whole he was a vessel thing that was that whole sequence was interesting. I am um, Egil again coming through as one of the coolest characters. Oh yeah, Egil's freaking awesome. During during that whole thing, uh him like standing back up to fight with the with, you know, Makanis's Titan there against Zanza controlling the other one. That mm-hmm. was cool, even though he knew he was gonna die. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, what was it? I don't know, like Egil and I forget his sister's name, but those two are Mayneth. Like... No, Mayneth no, is the Mayneth god. Is Shit. The... Uh god damn it, Wikipedia, do your job. <laughs> uh, keep going, I'll find it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um Egil and his sister, I feel like they're really like I don't want to say they're small characters, but the impact they have on the overall part of Makanas, the Makanas arc of this game, I feel like they added so much. They they actually do have quite a bit of impact for all the more yeah, screen they do. time they have because yeah, you know, Egil doesn't even get introduced until like midway through the game, right? Because before you just see him in his in his ty- in his gear, yeah, his little mech, yeah, yelled about. Uh, the Persona 5 boss. <laughs> Persona 5 invented Yardabout. <laughs> yep. You know it, I know it. We oh, all know it. Persona um, 5 invented the Bible. Obviously. It's true. It's true. Um, it's true. Alvis as a whole was interesting the whole yeah. time. Especially knowing, especially going in knowing what his necklace signified. Um, it was Vinaya, by the way. Before we get too far yeah. away, his sister's name's Vinaya. I remembered that. <laughs> Thank you, Google. Wikipedia failed me, so I had to go. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, anyway, Alvis. Alvis yeah, is he, cool. He was cool. Um, I liked that his whole like thing where he was seemed to be playing like he was loyal to Zanza, but he was really, you know, He's kind of a wild in a card. Way. Yeah. It seemed yeah. like he was more towards like the natural order of things in a sense of what's best for everyone rather than oh i'm zanza i'm god i'm gonna destroy the world and remake it look at me go <laughs> y'all are just my food yeah <laughs> yeah i like exactly. i like alvis he's really cool i like how when you first meet him like you don't know where his allegiance is like yeah, you he's... see him like he's with the high Antia, he's their seer and then you see him again after schult gets shot and he's working with dixon and it's like Whose side are you working for, Alvis? Yeah. I do like the, the retcon they made in DE to give him the core crystal instead of the key necklace he used to have. Mm-hmm. It was... Or, yeah, I don't know what the was... key was for. <laughs> I think God it was knows. just a design. Yeah. Like, that was the thing. That was one of the things that I didn't mention in the first impressions because obviously I didn't want to give that away, but... With the retconning of making him the third Aegis core, right? The third part of the main, th- whatever, the database, whatever. The, the the artificial intelligence that runs that space station, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. The Aegis cores, right? It did take a lot of... the. There was more on a mystery of what is his goal who rather than who is he. Yeah. Like, what is right. he, right? I'm sure in the original Xenoblade, and if you haven't played 2, you're very much like, oh, you know who is he what why is he doing it not only what are his intentions but why you know whereas I, from the start i was like ah so 
he's the Monado. <laughs> he's the <laughs> yeah. So it's like he's he's the guy that's obviously making the Monado because he's the he's the blade. So okay, that makes sense. So what role is he going to play in the story, and why is his allegiance that way? That was the kind of more interesting part for me about him because obviously mm-hmm. the big surprise where I near the end where he's like, "I am Monado." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I've known this for twenty hours." Yeah, thank and you. That's where I feel like kind of retconning that kind of falls on its face because before it's like Alvis is just this big mystery. You don't know anything about him for the whole game yeah. until the end. You just know. He's this Homs-looking guy who can use the Monado. Yeah. And, like, so by the end, when he's just like, oh, yeah, I am the Monado, I you're like, what? <laughs> but then, with the Core Crystal retcon, it's like, oh. Eh, well, I'm not all that shocked. Yeah. yeah that's Ima- imagine if they had, like, kept the yeah, original cool. necklace design, and when he said that, it changed to the Core mm. Crystal or something. <laughs> but the we- yeah. I don't know. It's, it's it's weird. Like I get it. I get why they wanted to do it because obviously right. all the aegis, aegises, aegi. I don't know how to aegis. fucking say them. Yeah, just in plural just aegis. aegis. All the aegis. They obviously have it like ingrained into them. So it's weird. It's weird that he has it as it like he's put like because in my head now he's got like this fake necklace that attaches to the thing that's stuck to his body. Like that's stuck. To it, <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he's. It's weird. It's, it's weird. He's made this fake necklace so it looks like it's a necklace when it's stuck into his like skin. Like well, it's a little more inconspicuous it. that way, yeah. rather than being like, oh. Look I just at find, me. I, I just I just find that kind of interesting. But no, it was him and Zanza. Him. I'm the thing that I was trying to keep away from you, Hunt. When I was like, oh, and I think I've worked out another thing. It was the whole Zanza thing. That's mm-hmm. the 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 other part of uh, Cla- what's his name, Klaus. 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 Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, because, you know, you had two parts in the two universes. You had the weird, like, half-man thing in Xenoblade 2, the floating guy, (laughs) and he's just big chilling. And then in Xenoblade 1, I'm like, oh, so Zanz is the part of him, because I just, I was just like, oh. I remember them saying that they were fighting, but I'm like, okay, that's Zanz then, cool. Yeah. And I just kind of clicked with it, so I was like... I I forgot about that plot point in 2, as far as there being a more malicious part of him. I knew that he was like half a person just floating or whatever and <laughs> two but i forgot why no i i remembered so i was like oh yeah so when it was like oh xander's been free it's like oh why did he unleash the power i'm like okay this i know where this is all going this is all gonna go we go to mccarnes and then we're just gonna end up going back because of xander being the problem yeah so the whole oh mm-hmm. bionis is the bad is, bad is the bad thing all along i'm like oh i'm not surprised really it didn't really come as a shock I mean, right? Yeah, I could kind of see that they were gonna go that direction anyway when they started introducing like the Machina and stuff. I'm like, oh, there's more to it than just oh, we're robots who like to. There's eat a people. civilization. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Uh, so, what are some other like side characters you guys enjoyed outside of like, like outside of the main party? Yeah, outside the main party. Um, That's a good question. <laughs> um, let me think. Uh, I like how mustached uh, leader of the army kept surviving. That was very cool. Honestly, oh, it was really impressive. Dude, Vanguard is great. <laughs> yeah, 
He doesn't do much, but man. I wasn't expecting him to survive the initial attack on the colony. I thought he died. I just assumed yeah. he died. And then he I showed up later. I like, about that too. Uh, he showed up later and I was like, what? Did he survive? Did you get eaten? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, he survived. I was like, hey, fair play to him. I don't know how he survived, but hey, fair play. You know. Um, I feel like we should talk about Mum. Mumcar is it? Mumcar, yeah. yeah. Real quick, I want to give them props for not having some kind of other like. I was fully expecting because I knew it was Mumcar, um, because I was just it was just oh this is the same voice actor and I was like oh okay so this is him yeah. okay cool work put one one together right but <laughs> um. I like how they didn't do... I've, I thought for a while that they were going to do that classic trope where they're like, oh, the reason that he's decided to do this is because there's some other th- he, there's something that he knows that you don't. And he's like, oh, I'm now working for the... Like, I'm on the right side here. But no, it's just because he's just got a massive ego complex. Inferiority like, complex. complex. Yeah. He's still a scumbag, regardless. And just always wants mm. to be a hero. It doesn't matter what side he's on. He just wants to be a hero no matter yeah. what side he's on, which is like, yeah. Okay, I respect them it's for cool doing motivation. that. His death was fucking horrendous, but <laughs> I feel like they killed him a little too early. Yeah, it was it was honest. it was like at the halfway point. Right? Like if they like would have swapped the halfway point. where he dies at with like maybe have Godot or Gaudo or however they pronounce it show up and start menacing them for that section cuz that felt like a weird little sidestep. Like, oh, hey, remember Charla's <laughs> husband? It, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, now it's suddenly important again. <laughs> remember how it we haven't yeah. moved Charla's story since Colony 6? Yeah. It generally was a, oh, we forgot to do this. So let's really quickly bring him back so that we can uh, kill him again so that our ship stands, you know? Because like, yeah. they were really trying to get, they were really trying to push fucking Charla and ride together so i was like hey fair enough just kill him off like salute goodbye <laughs> thank you for being relevant for 20 minutes but yeah i feel like if metal face had just disappeared for a little while and showed up again towards where gato started attacking you and gato had been put where metal face had died at and maybe a little bit afterwards depending on how long they wanted to do that it would have felt paced out a little better i don't mm-hmm. know yeah I just, yeah, I have that one scene, the Mumcar's death scene, I was in the Discord call when I was playing it. Um, it. And it was, oh, it was really pissing me off because (laughs) that's when, that's when, that was the point where I was starting to get sick of Shulk as a character. And we'll come, we'll come, we'll get to this at a point, but Shulk is my least favorite character in this game out of the main cast. Um, and it was getting to a point where I was sick of Shulk. Shulk stops Dunban from killing him, being like, oh, we can't kill him. And I'm like, yeah, you fucking can. He's murdered a load of people. Kill him. And Shulk's like, nah, you can't kill him. Don't kill him. And then he's like, he goes on this like speech for a while. He's like, oh, you know what? You're right. Dunban stops. He dies anyway 30 seconds later. I'm like, that was the most pointless thing ever. Like, no one learned anything from that experience, really. It was because then Shulk, 10 hours way. later, when he... Yeah. Yeah, because then Shulk, 10 hours later, when he's fighting Angel, he's got the fucking voices in the back of his head going, kill him! Anyway, <laughs> so it's like, what's the... It's not like anyone's learned a valuable lesson here. You know, the Zanza in him telling <laughs> yeah. him to kill Egil. Kill him! Yeah, like, no, no, I'm, yeah, it's just, it just made me laugh, that whole scene. It kind of just felt like it was a sloppy way to get rid of Mumcar, who had been, up until that point, uh, quite an aggressive player in terms of appearances. 
Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I feel like they killed off Mumkar at the right time. I feel like his role in the story had been filled. Kind of serving as that like anger point for Dunban. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like he's he wouldn't have contributed anything else going forward. That's just Yeah, me, the only though. yeah, the only thing is, right? Is you have that Gado moment of him sacrificing himself, which was completely you know, just to get rid of the character or whatever, you know. Yeah. Thinking about it, that... In tra- if they were trying to do it, I'm glad that they... Like I said, if they didn't, they didn't do the, oh, maybe he'll repent and bring become good again. They didn't do that with Mumkar, but that could have been a classic point where they could have fit him in. It's had that redeeming arc, especially yeah. after when... That was no. the point when Dixon had already fucking betrayed them already, right? So both yeah. of them were fucking traitors. Man, I don't but know. No, it's interesting to think about that. I'd want to want it that way, but it's interesting Neither to think I. that that was the way that they did it. Yeah. Any kind of little switcheroo they would have with uh, Metal Faces Allegiances wouldn't feel sincere yeah, at probably. all. It'd be like, oh, screw you, story. I don't believe this for a second. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. is not the kind of person to just suddenly become yeah. good. Yeah, some people are allowed to stay evil. It's okay. Yeah. Exactly. I think I think they did a good enough job with Mumkar for what yeah, he, he was, was. He was really good as like the driving antagonist for the first half of the game. Right. Mm-hmm. He's just like a prelude to Egil. Yeah. Honestly. Like the real power of Makanas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I guess um, while we're while we're talking yeah, about you have something to say, Ethan? No, no, go go for it. Is it still on Mumkar or No, it's not on Mumkar. Okay. I guess while we're while we're talking villains, how did you all feel about um, Zanza's Trinity of like him, Lorathea, and Dixon? Oh, Lorathea can screw off. Lorathea <laughs> is the most mediocre character in a video game I've ever fucking witnessed. She, she was just kind of in the. Sorry. Uh, she was just kind yeah. of in the background for the whole thing, being like, "Oh, I'm." vaguely evil but i haven't acted on anything until you know she acts on it in the end and then her boss fight sucks and it looks yeah. she's, the, she's she's the james bond villain sitting in the chair fucking with her fingers like you know like putting her fingers together like doing that tapping thing for 20 hours and then she shows up and she's irrelevant anyway and it's like yeah, yeah. like honestly i was like i couldn't care less about her- you your character whatsoever her- and the the weird thing that she's like turns all of the people all of her people into telephia and then she doesn't get affected by that blast at first but then she decides to merge with that telephia anyway and i'm just like this is just just you're just here to be here you know it's the most ugly boss i've ever seen and it genuinely not a good boss it's the one boss boss. grind for yeah it was it was rough but no, she was just such a useless character that literally you could have removed her out of the plot entirely. And I feel like eh, there won't really be much yeah, of a genuine. difference, really. You could have just had, oh, hey, the high Antia turn into, le- into Telethia. Um, and you literally could have just, you could have literally just said, oh, Dixon, show yeah. up And, you know, just not be of his right mind anymore because he got Honestly, yeah. Monster. You could. Or if you could he could just he- nothing. 
You could literally just say that, oh, Dixon already had the knowledge of them be of being able to turn them into Telefia, so he did it instead. You genuinely could swap her out with any other character antagonist in this game, and nothing would change. She's useless. The only thing you have is the attempted assassination of Melia, but you could have that anyway, because it was just part of the fucking cult thing. So it was like, who right. cares, right? You literally could have had that swapped out for anything. It doesn't matter. She's irrelevant. Right. And then you could still have the boss fight against Kallion as um just as a telethia in, yeah. The, yeah. in the interior by honest just remove lorathea or you yeah, can exactly. not have that boss fight because it was bad <laughs> exactly, <laughs> i mean also exactly but now she's just completely irrelevant like i didn't see a point in a character didn't care yeah. when she died didn't care anything i was just like can you get out of the way please i'm trying to finish yeah. this game thank I you i could have tolerated her existence if she had died when callian did his whole resist the thing and then like shoot himself into them. Oh, can we talk about how stupid that was? Can we genuinely talk about how stupid that was? How they make this big deal about him sacrificing himself, and literally no one dies, even him. Yeah, it was a little silly. It was the most like, at least have one person fucking die from it. Like, literally no one died, not even him who sacrificed himself. So his sacrifice was in vain, and it's just like, yeah. Why? Yeah. <laughs> just Why? But anyway, yeah, that's how I feel about her. I don't think anything other than <laughs> irrelevant. Yeah. Um, Dixon, about Dixon, on the other hand, he was all right. He he worked as a good kind of like just jab you in the side kind of villain while he prods you along until you get to Zanza. Yeah. I mean, the only way he could have been more obvious was if he had a fucking, like, bullhorn at the same time, or, like, fucking, like, had fireworks every time he showed up, saying, I'm the bad guy in the fucking sky, because he was obviously, for the entire game, he was always making side comments and, like, wink-winks at the camera, going, hey, go on, Shulk, go do my job, or whatever, and I'm like, yeah, okay, you've obviously got some fucking second agenda here. Yeah, like, like after the whole Colony 9 attack, it became very clear that something was up with him. Yeah, like, up until yeah, then, was... I was like, "Oh, this dude's just Dunban's buddy, and whatever." Yeah, and then after and he saved Shulk, and I was just like, "He's he's like he has far too many links to everyone, and he just keeps making all these like side eyes." Even at the start of the game, when um, if you notice, you you've got them crossing the bridge right when they're leaving Colony Nine, and then you've got Dunban making his little speech of, "I'll join you soon in two hours, friends." When <laughs> you've gone through when you've met Charlotte, so I don't get in the way. <laughs> and then you've just got Dixon, even then, in the corner, just smirking. I'm like, well, you're fucking sus as hell. Like, genuinely. <laughs> like, he's obviously, he's the classic, hey, I'm the I'm the traitor, I'm the, haha, got you, I'm really the bad guy, but it's like, the yeah, it was also kind of obvious. At all, either. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just voice in general. But I like, unlike, unlike, you know, her, he is actually relevant, so yeah. I'm like, fair play. Yeah, he actually... And he had this performs his yeah. role pretty well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do i think it's stupid yeah. if i think it's stupid that he turns into like a giant in the end and stuff like that i'm like that's a bit dumb but that's just anime like jrpg for you right but yeah yeah like let that him one is... slide yeah we'll let that slide because you fight god like 20 minutes later anyway so what's the point but <laughs> you're also in space after the yeah. fight so space. <laughs> but no as like a character... real world space yeah not made as up a character, space. he very much is just a plot point character. Where again, like similar to Alvis, where his 
the whole interest in his character is what are you plotting? Like, what is the what is the side thing? What is the thing that's going to end up being the main threat, essentially? He's kind of like the antithesis to Alphys in a lot of ways, since he's mm-hmm. he's all, like, suspicious, but he turns out to be very much suspicious in a bad way, whereas Alphys had good intentions yeah. while still being suspicious. Well, you see, it's like, you could even argue, did Alphys have good intentions or was he just prodding the fire at every side you know he was just starting fires wherever he was going you know like Mm -hmm. i don't think necessarily like alvis was just the computer right in the end of the day i don't think he had an allegiance either way i just think yes that's he was just i just think he's just fire starting dude i just think he's like hey if this is the time to have a fucking beef let's have a beef and see what happens (laughs) if the future of the world's at stake let's see what happens who deserves to decide that yeah. And that's kind of Al- more of Alves' role. I wouldn't say he was like, oh, I'm, I'm really rooting for Shulk this whole time. He's just like, no. Let's give the fucker a chance. So, no. But yeah, Dumb- like, Dumbman Dixon is very <laughs> much um, getting my D's mixed up. He's very much, like, he's he's kind of, yeah, mustache twirly villain. And especially, he gets extremely comical near the end when he just starts, like, every time he shows up, he's like, got his arms crossed and he's smirking and he says something cheesy line because of course he does <laughs> and he survives like three times and he's like okay he's still alive he's still alive and like cool and he's just kind of there like i like him as a character mm-hmm. but he very much is a plot device he's just a plot point he's the okay we need to get him we need to get them from uh Egil to the zanza line and that's what dixon's role is Basically, yeah yeah pretty much so then, speaking of how do, how are you all feeling about Zanza? Ah, uh, you know, whole reveal chapter of plot dump about Zanza. Ah, uh, you know, typical muhaha, I'm an evil god kind of thing. It came off well enough. I I wasn't bored while was while the reveal was happening. I was like, oh, using Shulk as a vessel was kind of cool since mm-hmm. apparently you planned on it the whole time. Which, yeah, so that's interesting as far as that's concerned. Uh, yeah, I don't know. He's just, to me, he's just generic god villain at the end of a JRPG. There's nothing that really stands out to me about him. You know, his soul was, you know, it's just, oh, his body's here, his soul's somewhere else. And it's just like, oh, okay, they trapped him twice, he's back, cool. Um, I don't know. It was cool, I guess. The cutscene that he comes back, I was like, and then there's just a plot dump. I'm like, okay, cool, I get it. But it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just plot dump. He's just again, he's just the, he's just the big threat at the end of the line. He's the mm-hmm. no, it's you, you know, you've got Malface, and it's like, oh no, I'm the real villain, says Eggel, and then no, I'm the real villain, says Zanza, and it's just like, it's just one of those. Hi, he's just, he's just, yeah. he's just fine. He doesn't really have a personality that I care about. He's just generic villain. Like he's just generic, generic god villain. And I'm like, I mean, I think he serves the role. He did. Yeah, he serves the role. Like, yeah. there's nothing wrong with him. Like just, it's not particularly bad or anything. But he's not particularly like Egil is a more interesting antagonist because oh, of for sure. actual like motivations and stuff, as opposed to LOL people are food. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. And I, there's, it just it it just kind of is funny because it is just that Dixon shoots him in the back and it's like, ha here he comes. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, God, you know, it's just like. 
check okay. this shit out, Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just that weird. was a horrible just... Dixon impression. It was really funny though. It, it's, good enough, it's good enough. It's good enough. But no, he's he's fine. I don't really have much to comment on him. Really, he just does the job. Yeah, but what about that? initial showing of Zanza at Prison Island as, like, the big purple guy. That was super weird, like, <laughs> to me. I was like, what is up with this dude? Hmm. And then he, like, got speared or whatever, and he was still lingering around. I was like, okay, well, you're, like, the Monado. Well, not you're not the Monado, because I know that that's what Alvis is, but you've got some kind of, like, tether to it. Yeah, but then yeah, also yeah. he's essentially a driver, right? He's, pretty much, he's essentially a driver. Yeah, but there's there's three drivers of the Monado, but you know, because but yeah, because Maynef and then Zanza and Shulk technically, because he gets his own. Um, <laughs> Alva just pulls him out, dude. He's just like, you get a fucking Aegis weapon, and you get an Aegis weapon, and you get like Pyro, Mifra, yeah, Mifra, yeah. Alvis is so broken compared to the other two. Yeah, dude. Genuinely. He may he puts fucking Mithra to shame, dude. She's selfish as hell. <laughs> she literally goes to Swan on her deathbed and is like, I'll let you have one if you do what I want. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Whereas fucking Alvis is just like, Yeah, you want one, have one, dude. <laughs> Adam, you dumbass. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but no, um Yeah. I'm just what was the question? I forgot. I went on a rant. <laughs> um, asked our opinion. It was something about Sansa. And oh, the human. Yeah, that's when. At, I, that's when. I, yeah. Island, that's, I, I, that's when everything connected to me. I'm like, okay, that's the other. That's the other part of Klaus. I was like, okay, this all adds up. I find what I found more in, funny and interesting in a way was the flashback cutscenes of just that version of Sansa just talking to people. Oh, that yeah. was what I just found fucking hilarious because it's like this just they obviously made a cool thing to be trapped in a prison and then they were like oh shit we need to do story with this model and then you just got big beefy guy standing next to like regular human it just it just looks <laughs> dumb as hell like he's got him and him and Egil talking with each other yeah it just it's just funny you know yeah. <laughs> like I, it, it was just funny but no he's oh. he's cool but that's when that's everything clicked at that point mm-hmm. so. Also, I wasn't more of oh he's he looks cool. It was just a, oh okay I get this now. Yeah, he's Klaus. Also, a quick sidebar. Um, that flashback cutscene of Argus and Egil talking with each other that takes place on the Viana's shoulder. Oh man, it was like that in the original too. So very cool. The map wasn't fully cut. They repurposed it. It's also oh, used boy. again in the in the um, in the credits, like in the final pan of the Bionis. Oh, like when I, or not like at mm-hmm. the credits part, but like when Alvis is talking with Shulk, it like cuts around to different parts and it shows the Bionis shoulder also. Oh, that's cool. And then I love how in Future Connected they just came up with some random bullshit to still make it the shoulder. <laughs> the rest of the fucking Bionis is in chunks on the ground now, but you just got this one floating bit and it's the shoulder that no one's been to. Except for all just... the Hyantia that live there. <laughs> yeah, except for all the yeah. Hyantia. They're just big chilling. But just no, big just... chilling. Just that fucking laugh. happy mask salesman guy who never opens his eyes. Oh, that guy. That dude. He is a piece of work. I mean, I imagine that yeah. he's evil. 
I don't know for sure, but no, he is. Okay, yeah, he has happy mask salesman face, of course. <laughs> doesn't take a doesn't take a literary genius to figure that one out. No, you can just tell by the way he talks. I mean, even before that, I was like, oh man. Am I missing somebody? Who are we talking about here? Because I'm I'm completely lost. Yo, play Future Connected. Is it the is it the guy that you meet at the fucking barracks? Is that what you're on about? That Pretty guy. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, the guy that's like, I'll help you if you need help. That guy. Yeah. He yeah, never okay, opened okay, his okay. eyes. So like, always oh, got his eyes closed, and he wears like purple armor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't remember what his name is. I think it starts with a G. Who cares? It's Who cares? Connected. Irrelevant. Irrelevant. Anyways, like future connected, connected aside, <laughs> let's talk about that main cast, those main <laughs> seven weirdos you explore the world with. How are oh we all boy. feeling on them? You should just go like go in order. Yeah, let's go in order. All right, let's do it. Let's start with the Monado boy himself, Mr. Shulk. Go on, Hunter. You start. Hunter, do you want to start? You yeah, start while I prepare my essay. <laughs> All right. So I'm not as down on Shulk as Ethan is. Uh, I liked him for most of the game. It seemed like when, like when the story kind of dipped, my my interest in the story dipped. He seemed kind of in a little bit of a meh stage. But by the time that Zanza came out of him and he came back, I was like, "All right, you're cool again." Yeah. So I don't know what was going on in between exactly, but. You know, I got over it. Shulk is all right. I like him mm-hmm. definitively more than Rex, and he's—I still like him more than like Sharla, for example. Yeah. As far as other characters in the game go, even. Mm-hmm. I think as far as like Xeno protags go, he's definitely like in my top two. It's either like a toss-up between him or Faye from Xeno Gears. Uh, he's. A super good protagonist. I really enjoy him. Adam Hoden does a great job voicing him. Yeah. All right. And that's all the positives out of the way. Ethan. Hi, guys. I'd like to say that, Adam, you do a great job at Shulk. And you're a good voice actor. Um, But you being a good voice actor is the only thing that differentiates him from Rex to me (laughs) in any slight form. Um, I like him at the start of the game. Like, he's fine at the start game, but when... Uh, Fiora quote-unquote dies um, and you have that moment where it's just him and Ryan and then Dunban and Charlotte and you have this the first half of the game essentially even with Melia he's I like him as a character right it's the point where I'm like oh okay I can see why people like him more than Rex obviously because he's one he's got a good voice actor but two hey he's an actual likable character in human like Hom's being I guess um, I was gonna say human being but I decided to be a nerd about it um <laughs> I appreciate it. But then it gets to the point where Fiora comes back and then Ethan frowns because Shulk becomes the most fucking annoying character in this entire game. Literally, it gets to a point where he's always, like, on edge. He's always fucking... An- he's always, like, anxious. And his- at this point, he's just his performance gets a bit dodgy, in my opinion, towards this part of the game. Uh, and it's just the whole relationship between him and Fiora, especially in that middle section, is so fucking unbearable from Shulk's perspective that I just couldn't enjoy it. Like, literally, fucking, she she takes two steps and fucking has a slight fucking tumble and he fucking runs 60 meters and goes, yeah, okay! I'm like, fucking stop. Just <laughs> please stop. Like, everyone else is just like, yeah, she's fine, leave her alone. But he's like, no! Like, <laughs> like, I, like at that point, I genuinely... 
I, I think I made a comment at this point, and I, I think he is a better character than Rex, don't get me wrong. I, he's a better character than Rex, but I said this. I, I said, I can't remember who I said it to. I think I said it to Jack uh, or Sam. And I think the statement I said was, I would much prefer having the bad performance of Rex than this right now, because at least I was laughing at Rex, whereas I'm not getting anything from Shulk except for hatred. Mm, wow. Like, there's a middle that middle part of the game up until even on Mechanis, like literally up until the point where fucking Zanza yeets himself out of him and he come and he wakes back up and he becomes a competent human like hom hom again. Like that's when I started liking him again near the end. I'm like, okay, I start respecting you again near the end. But there's just that whole middle section where I'm like, I really not liking you as a character. And it just I, didn't work for me. The moral of the story is that it's Zanza's fault. <laughs> no, so, yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess that's the moral of the story. But no, he just becomes way too clingy near the middle. I don't know. And I think that's just my like opinion. understanding Shulk's perspective. Like he's already quote unquote lost Fiora once. Yeah, he just so... doesn't want to lose her again. You know. Yeah, but here's yeah, but here's the difference. Right, is Donban is the same when Fiora comes back, but he's done much more fucking well. The, he's much better. Like, it's a much better performance and betterly done. I don't know how to fucking speak today. That's what I'm trying <laughs> to say, he's it's better. It's done much better. There we go. We got the words, boys. We got the words. Yeah, <laughs> done much better than Shulk in like every possible way. And if not, that was the harder one to pull because that's a fucking basically elder brother father figure who's lost his younger sister slash daughter and bringing him back that was done much better than short and you can tell that dunban cares and doesn't want to lose her again but at the same time yeah. it's not this clingy fucking performance that's screaming and annoying and just wanting to shut the fuck up well that's just like the short. difference of the two characters like dunban's yeah. more of a show yeah, don't tell why, kind yeah. of person and this is why i like dunban more well let's talk about dunban Best character. Best should have been the should have been the protagonist. God, we all love Dunban. Genuinely should have been the protagonist. Uh, Gone honestly, honestly, though, it w I would have been fascinated to see a game where you know it just shows he he has the Monado in the beginning and all that, and in hindsight, it would have been cool if he kept it. Yeah, could have been. <laughs> here's the th here's the thing, right? Is I don't see in any way how the game would have worsened if Dunban was the main protagonist. At all. I don't see a difference. If no. anything, the Mumcar portrayal and the Dixon portrayal would be even fucking bigger because he'd he'd been with them for that long and he fought alongside them. Yeah. Like, you don't feel it. You don't feel a fatherly bond between Shulk and Dixon. You don't. They try and make it as if it's like, oh yeah, they are really close, but you don't feel it ever because every time he's just making Dixon's just making shitty comments all the time, going, "Well, hey, I'm back," yeah. <laughs> and then you fucking suck, don't you, short? You can't even be asked to get there. I'll show you your shit, and like that's what he's like, <laughs> right? Yeah. There's no fucking fatherly bond there. You you don't yeah, you don't the... feel an ounce of care between them. So there's nothing there to strengthen that bond Dunban in my opinion should have been the main character mm -hmm. and in fact I think it would have been even more interesting to see a brother who's lost his younger sister and the one that he's basically left to care for for his entire life go on that journey himself I think that would have been a more interesting story yeah in my opinion yeah like that'd be even that'd be an even stronger vengeance motivation familiar and... love to me it would be more interesting as a plot device and a story like 
thread than this kind of uh, childhood love that Shulk and Fiora have. Yeah, especially in especially in a JRPG where they don't go the familial love route as the main like driving force behind right. the story. A lot of times, it is typically childhood friendship, love story, blah blah blah, or mm-hmm. you just meet each other, love story, blah blah blah. Yeah, on which JRPG you're playing? I don't know. But if you think about it, um, Xenoblade Two, they kind of went down the familial love route, but with Rex and all of Letheria. Yeah. as his kind of motivation for wanting to be a salvager. And that's why I think I liked, sh- as much as I think Rex is a terrible character in terms of performance, right? Because, <laughs> um, God, the performance is bad. I but mean, in terms it got of better. character, Yeah, it, got, it gets better. It gets better. It I gets think better. A bit too, I think people are too harsh on Rex's performance sometimes. Well, because Twitter just, like, moments. Twitter just, like, cherry-picks the same four lines. Twitter is a negative oh, yes. bubble that just stays, like, yeah, enclosed, right? Legit but, every month, you will see someone criticizing his design without fail. Of course fail. they will. Yeah, of course they will. It's but, like, God, look at this. His fucking shorts are dumb. Yeah. I mean... But no, what I was, yeah. was going to say was... You know, yeah, What's that, Hunter? Go on, Hunter. Go oh, on. I was just saying, Rex's default costume is pretty silly, but... I mean, yeah. it is, but then he becomes I'm Master Driver, and it, it looks good. Yeah, it looks great when he's Master Driver. It looks fucking great. Looks but great. yeah, it sure, uh, Yeah, it does. But Rex's motivations, to me, having this, hey, he's a set, he's effectively, like, he's an orphan, right? And he's mm-hmm. doing his best. He's making money. He's gone out and put himself on the line so that the kids from where he's from don't have to live the life he has. he's living, right? And to me, him going on this journey and doing it for Letheria is a much more compelling fucking plot device and story driver than this fucking shitty little baby love that these fucking Shulk and Fiora have, which I don't even find good. But it's like... <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I, I hate that it's it's an unpopular opinion. I respect that it's an unpopular opinion. But I honestly think that Shulk's motives are just fucking trash. And that's just me, and I'd rather have done that. Why couldn't they have remastered it with just Dunban? No, Why? I mean, they just remake it with Dunban. Remake it. <laughs> remake it. Dunban for Smash. Fuck Shulk off. Dunban for Smash, dude. Dunban I, mean, I think I think Xenoblade is the kind of game where you can have, like, an FF6 situation where, like, anyone in the main cast could be seen as the main character. It's me just, and Hunter have had this. Me and, me and Hunter had this conversation. Shulk got pushed yeah. more. Yeah, as yeah. the protagonist me and hunter had this conversation that take out take out rex and near and take out uh shulk and fiora and mash those two teams together and you've got the perfect jrpg cast right there genuinely i would love yeah. to do that and then interact with zeke exactly oh my god <laughs> ryan it, it, it interacting like... with zeke would be pretty great too right it seems <laughs> It seems like Dude, it seems like Monolith. Yeah, God. exactly. It seems like more. It seems like Monolith Soft really know how to do side characters and side party characters really well. Like yeah, the, yeah, they do. The overall roster, they know how to do really well. It just seems they they really don't know how to make a fucking protagonist like a main protagonist. Whether it's Shulk who has a great performance but a terrible set of fucking motivations, or if it's Rex who has great motivations but a terrible fucking performance, it just doesn't matter. Either way, they just keep screwing it up. I feel like Laura and Jin really hit the sweet spot. Actually, you've got a fair point. Laura and Jin are great. Yeah. I didn't play Torna, but I like You should play Torna. You uh, should right. play Torna. It's great. Right, right. But I, uh, you should. I really liked Jin and Base Xenoblade, too. So there's mm-hmm. that. And I could feel the kind of 
I liked the motivation that Laura gave to his character from what I got in that. So, and once you play Torna, it gets even like it. It, it really does hit you where you, if you it play does get a lot two better. again, if you play two again, then it really does hit you differently. Uh, it yeah. goes from a why is he captive for this long to a oh I like I actually feel this with him now that I've been oh. through that journey. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Dunban's great. Enough. The next Dunban's character. Um, let's talk about another great. <laughs> I swear one. I won't bring Shulk up except for the Fiora. When we talk about Fiora, we'll dub up. Well, what about let's his best about buddy Rhine? Rhine is pretty great. Probably yeah. second favorite as far as main cast is concerned. Rhine's really cool. I really like Ryan as a character. Yeah. Um, he his he also he has the he essentially has the same motivation like motivations for Sh- as Shulk, right? Except not right. the love side. He's and again, I think he's done much better. Him. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's doing he's doing it. From, and again, I don't know what it is with JRPGs at times loving to do this fucking childhood love fucking trope. <laughs> Which I've said it before, Xenoblade One fans at times are hypocrites because they say that Xenoblade Two they don't like Xenoblade Two because it's too tropey. When Xenoblade One has the, a million tropes as well, so I don't get that point. But um, yeah, Ryan just is well done. Like he's really well done. He's a really good like best friend kind of character, right? Yeah, yeah. He gels with he gels with all the cast. Like there's not a scene where I'm like, hey. He he doesn't he doesn't he feels out of place he doesn't he's he always feels relevant and he him he's one of the Ricky characters that so well together yeah, him and Ricky they do that scene at the end of him and Ricky I fucking yeah. love <laughs> to death it was so good yeah catch big fish like I genuinely we'll talk about Ricky but um <laughs> I genuinely did love the relationship between those two in particular yeah um but no he's just he's just really well done and he's he's a really good comedy re- like comedic relief character as well right. Like, but he's not just strictly yeah, comic without, relief. No. Yeah, he he's still has which a is good. there, and he's yeah. not annoying. He's a lot like yeah. Zeke. Yeah, yeah exactly. in a way, he, he like has he's his just, moment when he needs to. At face value, he's just a goofball. But mm-hmm. beneath that, it's someone who is a lot deeper than yeah. what the game wants you to think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like, I really like him as a character. He is probably yeah my second favorite behind Dunban, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I like him a lot. Anything else, Hunter? No, pretty much been said as far as Ryan is concerned. Ryan, time's over. I'll let you take the next one, dude. I'll let you take the next one. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but Alrighty. All of the jokes with his name are great. <laughs> you can't have a rainbow without Ryan, baby. <laughs> I, I fucking love that it's one so, so much. <laughs> Alright. Alrighty. Let's talk Fiora. <laughs> Hold me back until you can have a go. Oh my so God. This is gonna sound mean, but she should have stayed dead. Yeah, I don't even, I don't even hate her, but I feel like it would have been better if she stayed dead. I'm typically that way, where I like killing off people to be something that means something. Either, either she stayed dead, or have her be like perma possessed by Maynith. Yeah, I feel like that could have been cool. Like also. if it was Maynith wearing Fiora's face, that yeah. would be cool too. It, it feels being like really strange that switch. she died, quotes, and then got to, you know, get off scot-free in the end. I still don't know how she lived. I've played this game like five or six times. I still don't get how she survived that. Oh, man, I don't understand, but... It was part of Shulk's wish, dude. It was uh, part of Shulk's wish, Lamal. <laughs> but, yeah, like... No, I mean surviving Colony 9. Oh, she did Stabby, didn't. stabby. Stabby, stabby. Oh, as far as I'm aware, 
what I thought was she was 100% fucking dead. That's what I thought. And then the McConnish, like, science or whatever, when they swapped out her organs for, like, mechon parts and stuff like that, that's what brought her back to life. That's what I thought it was. I thought she was dead. They rebuilt her. They, had like they rebuilt her, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, they took out the shitty organs that didn't work and replaced them with mechon parts. Like that. Yeah. That's what I thought. But no, I agree with Hunter. She should have stayed dead. And this is coming from someone that said that it was a really bad trope to kill her off at the start. But... That's not even to say that I think Fiora is a bad character. Either. Right. She's not. While she's on screen, she's good. It's just her whole part of the story involves her dying, and that's what would have been better. And it really yeah. fucks with short motivations in the midpoint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is why I led to disliking Shulk, was when Fiora came in. And I was like, I don't hate Fiora as a character. It's just, it feels like every other person in this team has a reason for being here, right? You've got Shulk with his motivations. You have Ryan, who has a similar set, but does it a lot better. You've got Dunban, who obviously is just a lad. You know? <laughs> You've got Charlotte, who's looking for her fiancé, who's gone missing. Know, yeah. but, it's, uh, but she's also got the motivation of trying to fucking keep the mech on away from her little brother to try and protect her little brother as well mm-hmm. you know you've got ricky who's a massive fucking tax dodger and needs to get his debt <laughs> out, right? yeah. Every, amelia who's a princess who's about to take the throne but needs to basically learn needs to go with shulk and needs to just learn how to be a fucking person beforehand you know you've got everyone has these motivations and then you've just got You've got Fiora here, whose motivation is, I died, and now I'm back, and now I'm kind of a plot point. And a voice in my head is telling me to do stuff. She has no reason (laughs) to be there, other than the plot's dictated that I am here, and here I am. And I also have a crush on Shulk, so I guess I'll follow him to hell and back. Mm. Not really much of a motivation. I guess now that we're talking about her, I, unlike Ethan, I don't really have an issue with Shulk that much, but I do think that their romance angle comes off very meh. Like, between the two of them, I like both the characters, but their chemistry together is, I don't know, I don't feel it's like it's not that fair. great. Can I just say, I'm a, can I just say, as someone, I know I'm pointing off overly negative between Shulk and Fiora, but I am, and I keep call, coming to, talking about their relationship, but as Kyle knows especially, and Hunter knows as well, I'm a sucker for a good romance, like, storyline, <laughs> dude. I'm, I'm a fucking, like, sob with that stuff. I cry like at all if, of this shit. It, and I watch a load of... Well, it comes off. Yeah, well, I'm, a, I'm like... a fan of a load of, like, romantic animes and stuff like that, like, rom-com animes. I like this stuff when it's done well. This isn't done well. No. It's done terribly. They feel it's like... Very... They genuely do feel like yeah. twins. They look the same. It's they, not that they, they look do. the same. And then there's that there's that scene with the like the oh the water won't go into her mouth so let's fucking bird feed it and it was so the most weird. Oh, I, I genuinely looked to... <laughs> for those um, I've never seen those that you, before. For those of you who uh, are wondering, we're recording this the same day Last of Us has come out, right? I flinched more at that scene than I flinched at the Last of Us Part Two so far. Genuinely, <laughs> like that was didn't like it. Nasty, oh, didn't yeah. like it. But now it's just. <sighs> Like, she's just there's a plot point. She just feels like she's there because she's there. Yeah. She's a motivation driver, and then she's a plot point. Mm-hmm. And she was a lot more interested when Maynard was voicing her. You know, or if they just didn't kill her in the beginning, and they were like, oh, they devastated our town. Let's go kill the... Or let's go fight these guys. Let's go or, bust some heads. Yeah, like, if you, if it was just these three angry kids who wanted <laughs> to go fight these kids metal next door, giants, battle stations! <laughs> <laughs> that could have been fine too. Like 
Fiora dying and then coming back is the main issue with her. Like she yeah. could have been fine if she had been if she had survived, and then she's fr- yeah, she's fridged for a plot point and then she's brought back for another plot point. Plot. There's no like. There's no motivation in her character at all, other than I'm a I'm, I am attracted to Shulk because he looks like me and I'm narcissistic. <laughs> That's, that's honestly hilarious. Stick that on the box art, Nintendo. Oh my god. Put that on a Valentine. <laughs> Game reviewer Ethan says... Oh. Uh, on, a sidebar, though, on a sidebar, though, Fiora, Mechon Fiora kicks ass in battle. She is borderline yeah, she's overpowered. Great. As a character, she's a great like fighting character. As a character character. As a character character, yeah. no. And how she survives, I have no clue. Could be better. Just like how it just seems stupid. Speaking of characters who could be better, Sharla. She's just fine. Yeah. The definition of fine. She She hangs out as the dealer. Her her thing with Godot seems like it was forgotten about forever and then put in towards the end because they remembered they had to do it. Yeah. They had to kill it. That they have to kill him off so that she has a reason to hang. Keep hanging out with Ryan. (laughs) Yes. I mean, him being you know robot from the neck down doesn't really help his situation either so yeah probably not it's not it's not it's not how it's not stopping shulk and fiora it's not stopping them it wasn't anyway that's because they beat they beat that she got unroboted yeah 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 but i'm saying that up until that point they didn't know that she was going to get unroboted so it didn't stop them yeah but no she's just fine she's the definition she plays a part she's She's in there she doesn't really do much but you know yeah I've always said yeah. this. She's one of the characters I've always wanted to like more, but the game doesn't give me any reason to want to like her more. I don't know. It's weird. She's not good in battle. Her talent art sucks. Having to constantly like cool off her rifle. Story-wise, she's forgotten about after Ether Mines until the end of Makanis, pretty much. When more up until yeah, up until the midsection of Button Valley, dude. Yeah, section of Button Valley. <laughs> I don't know. I wish more got done with her. Cough, cough. Future connected, but nah. But no, we, they had to give us a fucking Charlotte clone as a nop on. That's real, Unlucky. Ethan. That's yeah, not I know a it's joke. Real. I know it's real. I played. I played. I played forty-five minutes. Of connected, thank you very much. I know it's real. I did my. I did my duty as a video game reviewer. Hell yeah. I Me too, dude. Two hours, I think. That's two hours too many. Yeah. Two hours too many. No. Yeah, now, yeah. Like three hours. I don't know. She's fine. Next character, Definition Kyle. Good enough. Let's go talk about a better character. It's Malia. Oh, hooray. Oh, what's that? Do you hear that, guys? Guys, do you hear it, dude? Do you hear it? I hear a ship in the distance, dude. I hear a <laughs> ship in the distance. Well, it really? Because I hear a TARDIS. It must be here. Uh, and fuck you. Fuck you. It's time for Ethan's ship sailing company round. What are we on? <laughs> round three, dude. Three or four? I don't remember. Uh, it's Yo, three, I think. A jingle. <laughs> I should, dude. I should from a spoiler cast, dude. I should. Um, but if you're new here, this is where Ethan tells you what the best ship in the game is, and if you disagree, then you're wrong. Congratulations. Oh, Previously, we said, without spoiling these other games, we said uh, Kasumi for Persona 5 Royal, and I was stood on the line for Tifa in Final Fantasy VII Remake, because fuck really? Aerith. Dude. Yeah, fuck Aerith. Dude. It's, it's more because we hate Aerith. Um, oh, but, uh, I guess that's <laughs> the Aerith lore. was fine in the remake. 
I missed that part. I wasn't there. <laughs> she's too quirky, dude. She's too quirky. Anyway, um, yeah, Malia is the better character than Fiora. And the fact that they friendzone her like they did to Nia is not on, dude. Nia's garbage. Fair enough. Friendzone her. Fucking do yeah, it, Nia dude. I'll, I'll get the door open for you. I'll open the door <laughs> and you fucking yeah. Malia, not fair. Not, not fair. Because she's a much better character. This is another thing that I feel like if Fiora would have stayed dead, Melia could have stayed in focus a little more. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, right from when she's introduced, Shulk is clearly infatuated with her for a couple hours. <laughs> It just makes me feel sad because there's like genuinely she's a great character and literally all the game does is fucking pin her down and gut fucking kick her for like 60 hours. That's what the game is. Is oh, what's that? Shulk doesn't love you. Kick. Your dad's dead. Kick. Your brother's dead. Your brother's dead. Kick. Kick. 80% of the population of your people turned into big monsters. Kick. Your adopted mother tried to kill you. Kick. Kick. Like, yeah, it's just. And also tried to murder you. With then you have that... sent assassins after you. And then if all that isn't bad enough, they then have that cutscene near the end where yep. they just have them two holding hands, walking past, and that is literally. I was like, oh, this isn't on. This even isn't in like, on. even in like the last cutscene, she's just up at Outlook Park by herself, just chilling out, just yeah. with no one else. It's, it's so, so bizarre. And the only reason Fiora goes up there is to ask where Shulk is, which yeah. is like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Feels gone dirty, dude. Gone dirty. Genuinely. deserves a hug. Honestly. She, she she deserves much more than what she got, dude. Genuinely. And then yeah. they even decide to base Future Connect. They even know that fucking those, like, they even made Future Connected Malleus focused with Shulk. And it deserves, mm-hmm. it's like, <laughs> from, too, from what too I've, late. From what I've played and what I've heard of Future Connected, it's, for all intents and purposes, it is Melia's story. It is. It's, it's her getting all about the high antia yeah, and how Melia's gonna back, become yeah. the new ruler, yeah. pretty much. I have watched the cutscenes. I did I watch not. the cutscenes. I'll beat that someday. But yeah, it it, 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 it genuinely just just end. It's just them getting the city back and her becoming empress. I guess is that the term that the high antia use? Not yeah. king and queen, empress. Yeah, yeah it's just empress. that. But no, yeah. I really liked it. It's kind of a shame that the game has this section that's like the between the first third, like just after the first third of the game, you have this whole section that's really focused around Melia, and then she just kind of poof. <laughs> the crazy thing is that, like, even when she's no longer in focus, she's still like interesting. Yeah. So fair play on that, but I wish she got more focus. She could have been a really good like secondary protagonist instead of just hanging out yeah yeah just just did it did her day and then also shout outs to jenna coleman yeah jenna coleman did a great job and i'm glad they brought her back for future connected and that's not just yeah fair play for doing that because that must have cost nintendo quite a bit That's probably why you don't have many other voice actors return. Indeed, it's probably because like, oh god, if we got to pay for Jenna Coleman again, her her voice is a little different from base game to future connected. It's also but... been ten years though, so yeah. you have to kind of forgive right. her. She was like twenty one or something ridiculous when she first did it, and now she's like thirties. So yeah, it's yeah, been, it's been a minute, and she's done a load of stuff like The Crown and um, Doctor Who as mm-hmm. well since then. Yeah. So fair play. 
Um, I just remember right. like before the game got released and Nintendo showed English cutscenes of Future Connected, the whole like Xenoblade community is just like, is this Jenna Coleman? Is she even back? Me, yeah, even me, as someone that is is a massive fan of Doctor Who, right? Mm-hmm. Um and especially Matt Smith's run. Um I've watched all the episodes with Jenna in them like multiple times. So even me, as someone that's listened to Jenna's voice on hours and hours and hours, I was like, is that Jenna? Is it? I don't know, is it? Maybe. And it, had, it took, like, a Nintendo rep going, yeah, it's Jenna, to everyone yeah. go, okay, it's Jenna, we can all relax. But no. Deep breaths. She's pretty great. <laughs> Doctor Who was actually my first exposure to Jenna Coleman. Same. I didn't play Xenoblade until, like, 2016 or 2015. This game is yeah. the first thing I've... Um, first exposure to her. Well, no, yeah. I mean, I'm just a massive Doctor Who fan, so I already knew her. Yeah. Because I've literally been watching Doctor Who since it came back in 20- 2005. So, <laughs> hey. Well, props to you. Yeah, thank you, dude. <laughs> I love watching a show that has its very much has its peaks and its troughs, dude. But anyways, this isn't the Doctor Who spoiler cast. <laughs> Let's talk about... <laughs> We're never doing that. <laughs> when are we doing that? <laughs> no, not going down uh, that rabbit hole. Who Hot doctors game? only? <laughs> That'll be a subjective list. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> next character. Hell yeah. <laughs> Alright. Who likes the hero pod? The hero pod is the best. Hero pod Ricky is bestest. Ricky is the only Nopon that I like. Thank Genuinely. You. Genuinely. He's great. He's like, great. I love him. It's interesting because he's just around to be like funny and he doesn't really contribute all that much to the story, but there's still right to him that they didn't need to put there, but it makes him so much better. Like that conversation with Dunban on the beach was really good. That scene is really good. I like it a lot. Literally how he pretends that he's hungry and tired just so Malia can admit that she needs to rest. Yeah. Like, is like just great. Ricky, Ricky himself never really gets developed, but he's just around to make other characters better. And he's really and he does like, a great job at that. He does yeah. a fantastic job of it. And he's good comic relief as well. Like I Honestly. say, the fact that he's like a fucking tox, uh, tax avoider and shit like that, and he's got a load of That's... debt to pay for the village, so he's the hero pod now. <laughs> Literally, his entire village has gone, You've, you owe us that much money that we're going to put you, send you to your death, essentially. It's hilarious. Oh and he just and he has 12 being... children yeah, and his wife. And his wife's like, you better fucking do it. Yeah. Because we're hungry. And I don't think there was ever a time where he like interjected where I was like, eh, I could have done without that either. Yeah. So it was but... never like misused or overused as the comic relief kind of character. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. as going back to Xenoblade 2, I'm someone who didn't really dislike Tora. I don't hate Tora either. But by the end of this story, I was starting to get sick of him. Where he'd just be like, did Rex Rex lose his wallet? Is Mia hungry? Yeah, it was... It's just like, shut your dumb face. The only thing that I find funny about Tora is the fucking how his family is just a bunch of horny people. That's the only (laughs) thing I find funny. Like when his grand... When you find his granddad and his granddad's even more horny. And he's like, where's your dad? he needs to make me a sex robot i'm like oh my god (laughs) no i I don't hate i don't hate tora but i i do love tora's swimsuit how it's just called best girl swimwear and it's just a shirt of pyra it is pretty great we do we do respect him we do respect him but um no 
Ricky is just better in every way. He also doesn't get introduced until quite a bit into the story, like about yeah. I don't know, a third of the way into the story is introduced. He's like the about. last character you get for a while. Yeah. Up until yeah, up until Fiora, so up until Fiora, yeah. Um, yeah, whereas you get Tora, like literally he's your third member, like so Yeah. You get him pretty early. Uh so yeah, he's he's a great comic relief. He's there when you need him to be. Uh he's just got some great dialogue. He is He's great for what he's for the role that he serves. He's pretty great at it. Yeah, I agree. There you go. Oh boy. Um, anything else? Gameplay? Uh, you want to talk gameplay? Uh, we can I don't know. Do if you want to talk gameplay, it's not really like spoiler things. I don't know. I mean, gameplay. Gameplay is very simple. It's simple. It doesn't it's, get in the way. Yeah. You know. It's fine. Place place. It's fine. Yeah. Very much the gameplay of this reminds me of like playing Dragon Age Origins, where I'm just kind of like, it's not what I'm there for, but I can still do it with little complications. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only Xenoblade game that I've actually enjoyed the combat in is Torna. That's the only one that has actually got me to be like, oh, actually, this is fun. I can get behind this one. Yeah. Um, but same with Xenoblade 2 as Xenoblade 1 was it was it was just in the way of the story it i i made the joke multiple times of hey if this was just walking from the point then a cutscene and then walking from the other point and i'd be like i'd be perfectly fine with that because there's these guys in the way of my story but yeah it's just fine i think i like i like xenoblade 2's combat more because i learned it and i was like there's actually yeah. stuff to learn and i respect xenoblade 2's combat where i don't respect xenoblade 1's combat it's as simple as i made it topple locking is easy even a dumbass like me worked it out so yeah xenoblade 2's combat has a lot of depth to it that just xenoblade 1 doesn't just by i mean design. you don't need it you don't yeah and that's the thing is it's it's there for the people that want it it's not a necessity right with xenoblade 2 whereas xenoblade 1 it's there's no so there's no substance to the combat in Xenoblade One, even if you wanted to find it. Like it's not that I chose not to and I was being lazy. It was no, I found the it's substance just not which was there. topple lock. <laughs> right. That was yeah. the substance. And the topple lock and then build up long, same color art chain attacks. Yeah, exactly. Basically. And then sword drive with Ryan and do a million damage. That is essentially it, and it was fine. And it was fine. That's that's all I have to say on that one. That's yeah. all I've got to say. Um, anything else you guys wanted to talk about? The music was really good. God, music's so fucking good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It it's a Xenoblade soundtrack, so you have the it's option great. to listen to it either original or remastered. That makes so spiffy for those purists out there. Which, if you are like. It's the same music, just orchestrated. What's wrong with you? <laughs> like, well, I honestly. understand wanting the option because there are sometimes. Oh, the option's perfectly fine. Yeah, yeah. Like... things do get lost in translation sometimes. Like I haven't compared the two soundtracks for this particular game, but like uh-huh. I compared, a, I I compared like a good dozen of them, and so... in my opinion, all of them were improved. If anything, like if they were, they were either equal or improved, in my opinion. I think, like, the biggest change I've noticed in music is that, um, like, the harmonizing parts of Engage the Enemy, those are a lot more pronounced in the remaster. 
than they were in the original. They're so freaking loud. <laughs> Jeff, I don't and know, I don't no. mean that in a bad way. Oh, okay. Um, but no, I liked it. Yeah. yeah. The soundtrack's so, good. Recommend. Yeah. So if there's no more of anything you guys wanted to talk about, I guess. I mean, did you guys have any negatives other than what <laughs> I mentioned? Not a special. That's the real question. Um, like I liked my time with this game for the most part. Oh, don't get me wrong. I I would like to very much state that I did enjoy my time overall with the story. That it, I do enjoy. It's a good game, and I do enjoy it, and I respect it. Uh, we keep joking about the button valley thing, but that felt like it went on for a little long, as far as like. Oh yeah, can we, yeah, can we talk going? about button valley? Yeah, let's talk about button valley real quick, because. <laughs> Button, it was that bad that we coined a name for it. That's how bad it was. Because me and Hunter genuinely went in like three hours, like Hunter went through it, and then three hours later I went through it. And it was like, it was one of those things where it was like, it didn't know when to end. Genuinely. It was... I thought I was done, and then there was another floor. And then I thought I was done, and then there was a boss. And then I thought I was done, and then there was another half of it, and I just cried. <laughs> it was really funny the second time listening to Ethan do it, though. <laughs> <laughs> he was laughing because he thought I was I, he kept hearing me say oh I think I'm done and he just knew in his head he's like you've got another two hours of this so yeah. oh my God. it was really funny uh, yeah but no it was interesting I'm sitting here getting hit with major plot revelations while Ethan's like oh finally out of here <laughs> I was like ah, no uh, yeah the level des- I, I do want to quickly bring up I feel like the level design in the second half of the game is kind of like simple Sim- rushed yeah yeah compared to the start yeah very much it gets to a point where essentially as soon as you and ent- basically the entirety of mechanics just feels rushed it genuinely just feels like corridors and buttons that's yeah genuinely what it feels like i mean the having the buttons really consistent as far as the environments mm-hmm. go they all feel like they feed into each other naturally yeah I don't... There were places that you didn't even explore. Like, I missed some places in, on Bionis. Like, I didn't fully explore the snow area. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I kind of blitzed through so it. It's so pretty. It yeah, it was, but it's also a snow area, which is the bane of my existence. But, bro, the ice physics. There's no business. Like, garbage. They're fucking hilarious. They're garbage. I died on the ice slide Dude, because so I, I slightly embedded in the floor and it counted as me being in the air. And then when I finally unclipped, it just killed me because I'd been in the air for too long. <laughs> That's amazing. I assassinated. I was assassinated. You're right, Hunter. It was tragic. Honestly, <laughs> actually uh, tragic. But yeah, Mechanis felt a little rushed. But you know, eh. mm-hmm. I agree. But I, hey, it is what it is. From like a design standpoint, I think it does make sense for Mechanis to have all those buttons because it is a more mechanical place. But I can see, like, yeah, it, it makes it sense goes on for a bit as long. Far as, like, yeah, it's a mechanical. But that's the only that. puzzle they have there. But, it's literally push buttons, walk 10 feet, because this button turns on a different button. It's... <laughs> it, it, it makes sense in a way of a game developer's brain of, we've only got eight months to finish this entire fucking, mech, like, mech, the entirety of Mechonis, and I've got this great gameplay mechanic called a button. And that's like, <laughs> that's genuinely what it was. It, it didn't, it didn't feel like... Resident Evil remake puzzle. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. <laughs> like, simplified to... A silly extent. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
it felt more like a necessity for the development of the game rather than a like creative choice to use buttons. Yeah. But hey, it doesn't like it. it it's over and done with eventually. Like Mechanis isn't that large, so I right. can't fault it. If it was an entire half of the game, maybe then I'd be talking, but it's not. So. <laughs> But yeah, other than that, I think we've covered everything that yeah. I can think of. So, I guess before we end this off, what are you guys' overall thoughts on the game as a whole? Like, would you recommend it? Yes, I would. I liked this one more than two by a decent margin, I'd say. So, I recommend this, especially if you've already played the second one, as I'm sure me and Ethan are not the only ones who played two first. Yeah. yeah. So, recommend this go see what's up it's a good time uh yeah i also recommend it it's great it's a it's a great game that you should all play however if you have if you haven't played i prefer Xenoblade 2 yeah obviously if you haven't learned that with this hour and 15 minute podcast then you haven't really been paying attention but i do yeah i prefer Xenoblade 2 but at the same time it's not in a way of you play Xenoblade 1 before Xenoblade 2 right just do that you know play they're both great for one, if you're thinking, oh, I'll skip to Xenoblade 2, don't, don't skip to Xenoblade 2. Don't. Because you'll have the problem that I had where you'll think too much about Xenoblade 1. Go play Xenoblade 1 first. It'll, you'll yeah. have a much better experience if you play them in order than if you did what I did. But even if you did what I did, go play Xenoblade 1 anyway. Because if you finish Xenoblade 2, chances are you'll like Xenoblade 1. And yeah. there's nothing stopping you. It's yeah. a it's the kind of game you can play in either order, 1 or 2. It'll make sense no matter what. But Xenoblade 1's story is more self-contained compared to xenoblade 2's xenoblade yeah. 1 wasn't made yeah. with a sequel in mind in yeah. a way that they kind of in a way they kind of cheekily expect you to have played xenoblade 1 in a way with xenoblade 2 with some of the references that they have to the point where if you go back you're like oh i see why they've told me that and they made a reference to that because it's right here now like in xenoblade so. <laughs> yeah that's yeah. one of malice's moves yeah, and exactly. I was like, oh, hey, the Monado's the name of the weapon that the guy in Smash Brothers uses. <laughs> yeah, dude. And then my perspective, I'm like, oh my god, Malos has a Monado. Oh yeah. my god, he's using Cyclone and Eater and Armor. Oh my god. Yeah. And it's just Aegis. like He is an Aegis. Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah. Go play it. Go play it. And then, yeah, if you played the Wii version and you're wondering if the Definitive Edition is the better version, yeah, go go pick this up because that Wii looks nasty. <laughs> Don't do it. If you've only played the Wii version, there are so many quality of life changes from that version that make everything just so much more streamlined. Questing is no longer a headache. Basically, if you have a monster quest or a, like an item fetch quest, it will you'll, your map gets marked with like a red exclamation mark. So you know where to go. You don't need to like sidetrack to xenoblade wikia every time you get a new quest and be like all right where do i find these fucking ponios oh my god that would have been <laughs> such a chore because it was a like chore it was miserable. i hundred percented the game on the wii it was miserable oh, you need a hug it already a, it was already I a chore mean, yeah a hug would be nice <laughs> i'm lonely <laughs> just general human interaction <laughs> oh yeah point oh <laughs> Not allowed, banned. banned. I know, dude. Anyways, real world topics aside, I just just have one final question for you guys. So now that you've pretty much finished the Xenoblade series of games, Mm -hmm. would you 
would you be interested in wanting to go back to Xeno Gears or Xeno Saga? See I've, how those were. I've been toying with the idea of looking into getting the Xeno Saga games, even though three is apparently like the golden snitch or something. Because, <laughs> um, uh, like I m- might have mentioned before, I think we owned one of them for a brief period of time when I was younger. But you know, so. I'd be interested to see how they went because this this world is fascinating and I know the worlds are probably different as far as that's concerned. I don't think there's much connection besides maybe like some of the monsters might be the same, like how Final Fantasy yeah. carries over. But, you know, I'd be interested in Xenosaga is probably the one I'd look into first. Yeah. Gears I would maybe look into later. Gears is a pretty dated game, honestly. I love it. I think it's a great game, but it does show its age at times. Yeah, and like, I'm not super averse to old games. Like, I, I, still I hope play... you enjoy reading. <laughs> I still play older things from time to time, so like things being Must old be nice. doesn't bother me. Like, right? Yeah. Well, that's good. What about you, Ethan? Hi. Um. I'm gonna give the same answer that I will that I um give that I gave for Persona. Right? You asked the same question at the end of the Persona Five spoiler because you sure said you'd ever go back you on and play that. any other Persona games, and I'm gonna give you the exact same answer. Oh, maybe. Um. Well, no, I'll give you a different answer. Here's this. Right. Um. I've uh, since then I've started Persona Four Golden for those of you who have been keeping up. Um. I say start literally. Steam I played, recently. Yeah, it's released on Steam recently. That's why I've started playing it. <laughs> go check um, it out. Golden. Yeah. Full game. And I said I would go and play Golden. Oh, and then I I specifically said that I'd get if there was a if there was a if they released a new way to play three, then I'd play three. And then I said, but I think two and one are too old for me to ever really go back and play. Mm-hmm. That's what I said. Were too different and too like old yeah, just a bit too archaic for me personally. I'll say the same thing with Xenoblade to the point of Xenoblade 1, to me, was the full golden, right? It was, I had played 2, and I liked 2, and that was the earliest, that was the one that was the older one, but still new enough for me to consider going back and playing it, and that was this game to me. This mm-hmm. was the one that's like, hey, yeah, if they ever re-release it, or I even owned the, the Wii eShop version, the Wii U eShop version of Xenoblade 1, right? Yeah. So I was eventually going to go and play it either way, but... Yeah, the other ones, if they ever like release them on like the Switch eShop or whatever, or they ever do like a port or thing, something like that, hey, maybe I would. But in terms of going and go going golden goose chasing, yeah, going going golden goose chasing for <laughs> Xeno Gears or whatever, nah, I'm good. Like, I'm happy to carry on playing in the Xenoblade world when they release new games, but I don't really have it that much of an interest in going back unless they make it easy and I'm feeling like I want to. So in a hypothetical, if they were to remake Xeno Gears or Xeno Saga, would you? Yeah, if they remade it, yeah. Okay. I'd definitely hit up a remake of either of those. Yeah. Sure. I mean, heck, if they release, yeah, that's this the same answer as if they remade Persona One or Two or in the new style or whatever. Of course, I'd fucking play it. If it if it's new, then yeah. But as the old games, I don't know if I'd go back and touch them just because mm-hmm. I play mainly for the story anyway. And I'm I'm quite happy living in this current timeline and going back. Yeah. <laughs> experiencing the other ones. But hey. I play so many games, but ninety percent of them, if they're not on current generation, I don't I rarely go back because I'm so busy playing games that are 
up to date because I'm a fucking nerd that plays a load of games every year. So there you go. And I'm the kind of person who goes back and plays older games because exactly. they're easier to get and they're I cheaper. Know. It's a great hobby. Dude. It's a great hobby giving all your money away to the major corporations, dude. It's great. I Bro, I'm, I have a game store, like a family, like a mom and pop game store near where I live, and they have oh, like a lot cool. of old PS1, PS2 games. Oh, so that's nice. I will go there every day of the week. I will gladly support them. Well, it must be nice, yeah. Fuck the corporations. I have nothing like that near me, dude. Yeah, my options are GameStop and another chain that isn't quite as big. That's rough. Anyways. There was a local store that was not. I would totally hit them up. Mm. But anyways, I believe that's going to do it for this episode. So. Wow. Ethan, where can people find you? Oh, hi. Yeah, you can find me at youtube.com slash whatajames, where I upload each and every decade. <laughs> <laughs> or you can you can get updates on um, Twitter. Mainly just go to the Giggers Twitter. If you go to at the Giggers YT, it's usually me that's reading stuff. So go over there and hit, hit follow, I guess, to keep up to date with everything going on with uh, HGO and other projects that we're working on for the Gigas channel. So yeah, go there. I don't even have the password information, the login information for the Gigas Twitter account. So <laughs> what do I know? Hunter, where can people find you? YouTube.com slash ReaperHunter23. Awesome. And you can find me at Twitter.com at KDavisSRL or on Twitch, twitch.tv slash KDavisSRL. Ethan, want to tell the good folks what we're doing next week? Uh, oh god this is uh, i would but this is when it depends when it goes out um this will be going out this will be going out next friday which means yeah that means you will have just gotten your first impressions on monday of last of us you lucky ducks because i don't even know those impressions yet um <laughs> and then next week i assume we'll be doing a topic episode next week that's as, that's as far as i'm aware but in terms of spoiler cast your next spoiler cast will be the last of us part two so if you're keeping up with all these games we're playing go and play last of us part two so that you can watch our spoiler cast in the next i guess when this has come out in the next week or two so yeah keep an eye out for that awesome we good do you want me to do the outro as well yeah take it dude i didn't have that written down i only scripted out my intro Uh, well too bad i guess i'll do the ending but yeah this has been our heart gamers only spoiler cast for xenica blade chronicles definitive edition uh you can get this show every week on mondays at 5 p.m uk time 12 p.m eastern uh, on podcast services around the world and on YouTube and SoundCloud as well. We'd really like it if you give us a subscription on YouTube. So head to bit.ly slash the gigas and give us a subscription. I'd really appreciate it. Other than that, we'll be back next Monday for some vi- some podcast in some form where we're going to have to go back into the barrel of random topics that we hope the YouTube algorithm will like. So we'll dig <laughs> in there and we'll see what it is and then we'll get it wrong like we always do. But we need to then, figure out to make the uh like we need to phrase it in a way that's more enticing yeah we will we'll take the idea this time and we'll write it so we're like okay what's the best clickbait way of saying this <laughs> what are some know? buzzwords we can this use? idea but it's actually this you know mm-hmm. we're saying you know we're saying our least favorite video game soundtracks but we'll just call it like bad gaming soundtracks awful terrible we'll just do stuff like that all in capitals dude we'll, we'll work it out whatever we're doing You'll find out next Monday.
it definitely won't be that but other than that <laughs> that's been our show thank you ever so much for listening and we'll see you next week for some more hot topics in gaming until then bye see you later toodaloo